Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So it's Sally here with Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the Facebook Live and the podcast so I hope you're all really well and it's an interesting time for us all in SA so we've just had the 4th of July where we can have any guests staying which is exciting and I thought it was a really good time to focus on taking stock of where you are in your business so if you're reopening that's one thing you'll have been preparing and had quite a lot of time to regroup but if you've already been open to um, guests already so key workers stranded people then it may be that um, you've had a bit of a chaotic time we kind of all went into a bit of a survival mode I certainly feel that I've got various communities in SA so obviously with podcasts I get feedback and I've got mastermind that I run and just chatting last night at our webinar we're really thinking about taking stock of what kind of income we've had per unit how they're performing and really making sure we know what's going on and we've got a range of experience and they're all great people some really experienced some new and so if you're already operating SA but you want to take on new units an important thing is to really evaluate what you're taking on and how it's going to work moving forward so what I really wanted to do is drill down to collecting your income and expenditure per unit so you can really see what's working and what hasn't and you know you might have had a loss on some units during lockdown you might have been breaking even with reduced rates for key workers and NHS workers and things like that or you might have just been powering forward I know some of my colleagues with contractors have said they've actually been booming which is brilliant to hear so that's really good so the thing is that Rather than just sticking your finger in the air, we really need to make sure we know what's going on in our business. So we need to know what our numbers are. Because actually, funnily enough, it's my least favourite part. But actually, unless we actually make money, there's no real benefit to doing it because it's not sustainable for us. So even if we give an amazing service, if we're not making money, we can't carry on doing it. So money is really important I've done so much work on my money mindset in the past few years help from lots of mentors and really thinking from an angle of creating wealth but it has to start from the nuts and bolts of what's going on in terms of your income in your SA business and what you're spending so you're gonna have some key points to think about you may have a channel manager that's brilliant for reporting you may have various things set up to get your financial reporting of your revenue per property you may have all of that automated but chances are you may not so we're still with to keep currently but looking part of what we're assessing actually is planning moving away and onto a different platform that is going to be much more automated and have lots more really good reporting but 
we will see because we haven't done that just yet. I really just want to make sure that we're not stepping forward too soon. So per unit, we know what our revenue has been. So our financial year started in April, April the 1st. Hi there, guys. Do ask if you've got any questions, by the way. Good to see you. Um, so in April, our financial year started and then we're recording the revenue per unit and all of the costs that are recorded are what is essential for that unit to run. So it's not to do with anything superfluous to the SA because obviously in your business, you might have all sorts of things that aren't directly associated with that SA unit. So if you'd had your SA unit and you didn't pay for or buy that thing that's on your bank statement, your SA unit would still run. So it has to be everything that's essential for that SA unit has to be listed out. And what we also do is list out each booking, so who it was, whether they had a welcome pack, so less so at the moment actually, because we still are doing individually wrapped tea, coffee and now moved on to separate salt and pepper because that's not shared anymore and a few things like that and also the cleans and linen have been different but you can record that per guest and make sure you know the types of guests that are more expensive to look after perhaps or cost effective ways of giving great service without making it seem budget so you're always going to look to give brilliant service and look after your guests really well but do it in a cost effective way so that you know you actually do have a viable thriving business so working out all of those things and how many nights stay you've got what the nightly rate was so ours has varied tremendously we did start off with sort of near normal rates and then some of them we had to take right back down to more like cost levels for you know, we're advertising to key workers and they're staying like 100% of the time. We've had guests who arrived on like the 25th of March and they're still with us and they're with us till mid-Feb and other ones with us till later in August. And with them, we've needed to really focus on letting them know that the rate's going to have to go up. So it has gone up gradually because we were at a break-even stage with a couple of guests. And then we've had to say, look, you know, if you want to stay, that's great. We understand we're serving your need and, and everything, but we can't sustain it without making a profit. So, you know, we had to reach a, an agreement on increases. And, you know, if people, if you have people like that staying, if they really can't, pay anymore then you know unfortunately they're going to have to um find somewhere else because you don't want to have a a situation where you're not actually profitable but we want to serve our community so obviously lockdown is a really difficult time so all the time we can serve our community and help then that's brilliant but then our overheads are likely to go up because we've had things like well we haven't had mortgages um to slash or anything because we're rent to SA and we haven't asked for rent decreases either but you know we've had laundry company offering um minimum reduced minimums and things like that so we've had a little bit of a break on what we're paying for. We've had guests doing their own cleaning. The linen company actually was in lockdown for a whole month or two, I think, actually. So we didn't even have any linen costs for a while. So all of those things mitigated the fact that we weren't earning quite as much. But it's really important then to take stock of what's actually happening moving forward and where your business is going. So really important to assess 
what's been happening in your business and what you can see happening moving forward. So one thing to record what's going on, and that's really important because then you've got your data and you can see, you know, where it's actually going. You might be able to find suppliers that are better. There are various sources and ways of doing that. And then moving forward, if you want to take on properties and forecast how it's going to perform with your normal rates, we use an evaluator sheet. So that's in Excel. So um, my husband, Pete, is, as lots of you all know, rather fabulous with Excel and creates all these things. But that's really great for us. But you may have similar things and you may have similar tools at your disposal. But it's really important when you are going to either see where your property is going to go moving forward you know is it actually going to remain viable or is it that you want to expand your business and how do you want to do that you want to assess the property so with one of my mentees I'm and she's been looking at one beds because that's what she thought she wanted to start with but then actually we realized that it's not really going to work quite as well as something like a, a three-bed house where she's got the option to have more guests and a little bit more flexibility. And so you've got the opportunity to increase your income. And the brilliant thing is you can model your data with a sort of half the month occupied and, you know, different costs that you can include or exclude depending on the service you're providing, you know, whether you're paying business rates now, but realize that later you will have to, even if you're not now. All of these different things you can add and subtract and just really model that. So it links to a five year cash flow forecast. So even though we've got leases on furniture, for example, that are for three years, we know that they will disappear um, after three years. And that's actually happening with us next month. So we've been talking to the companies and we might have to renew a few things, but generally our main furniture is fine and it's brilliant. So that's a cost that will come off. If you've done a refurb, you might factor that in for three years and then that will taper and, and disappear. Or you may do it really heavily up front for six months um, and then take that cost away. So you can model your data different ways and see how long it's going to take you to recoup those payments and what occupancy, what rates you need to charge and how that really compares to what is actually available in the market where you are you know what kind of offering do you need to have for which type of target market to achieve the rate you need is it actually going to work and that's been a brilliant tool for Ima for example because she's discovered that you know the original thought is not what she wants to do because it's not so workable and so it was really good she didn't just jump in enthusiastically to get the wrong kind of thing in the first place so it's a really valuable lesson to you know let it play out on paper and then when you go looking for your property you know exactly what you need and obviously keep an open mind because there may be benefits and and pros and cons to properties that you hadn't considered that crop up but it really gives you a firm foundation a firm basis of what you can see working and the types of profit that are likely so if you always make it slightly under have contingency in there you're not going to be over optimistic because if you always go for the max 
and you don't have any contingency then you know it could be you're not actually even profitable or not it's not doing as well as it should and then you might have increases in rent or something like that if it's rent to rent and um, you know then it will ruin the whole plan so you need to plan those things in and obviously recently like yesterday in fact the chancellor announced that we have a slight break for hospitality in that that's gone down to five percent temporarily for accommodation pubs restaurants etc so that hopefully will entice people back in and you can check with your accountant how it affects you depending on the that you charge but really that i think we always have to remember that if we do charge it we're just guardians of it really it's not something we can really count as income because we have to pay the batman if we're registered so i think these are really strong things to think about in terms of just taking stock of your position see how covid 19 has affected your business what kind of um, grants you might still be able to apply for if you haven't got any yet Um, if you've got any questions about that type of thing then do put them in our community because, I mean, there are various experts around, but there are also some really good government links and things like that that help with all of those things too because it may be that you're eligible for things that you haven't claimed for yet. You know, There is some support in hospitality and I know colleagues of mine are starting to get the top-up grant, which was for businesses that were on council tax, um, not as much as the retail and holiday and leisure grant, unfortunately, but at least there is something. And so Crossfingers, you're all getting those through um, if you haven't managed to get onto business rates and persuade your councils to pay you money. So hopefully that is helping. But I think all of these things really are additional to really having a firm foundation for your business and not just thinking in terms of monthly cash flow, but thinking in terms of a longer term wealth and how to build that moving forward what you can do on a regular basis so it's all about good habits and forming good habits as I say this isn't my favorite thing it's a bit like you know watching paint dry in fact watching paint dry I prefer being an artist because it's actually quite interesting but numbers is necessary but you know if you've got the flow of income coming in for the service you're providing and people will pay for what they really want then that's great because that's a fair exchange for you for the value that you're giving and if you decide what you really love to offer as your product you can keep offering that and expand in that way you know can make a plan to expand make a plan to have a better channel manager make a plan moving forward so if you can do a five-year cash flow forecast that is a kind of plan that you can make normally i would have a property arranged for three years with a one-year break clause but you know you might want to do it five years if you're experienced and you really you know you know what you're doing so i think that's really important moving forward and to just really cut out any dead wood so if there are things that really aren't working and you're just a bit emotionally involved just really recognize that and think actually you know we need to really revisit this and see what we can do instead because it's all too easy to get attached to different things just because they're familiar and, and try and make them work just because you feel you should be able to make them work but if they're not and they don't you know there's no there's no failure or anything like that it's just it's all an experiment all a test 
as Rob Moore would say. And I was looking at my yoga book as well today. One thing it says is meditate at dawn and dusk. And I do find, on a separate note, that that does clear my mind. So always good to clear your mind, regroup, de-stress, get some good gentle energy, but powerful. So gentle isn't weak, it's powerful. And it also says in here that consistency and repetition can create positive habits. So this is my yoga wisdom book. But anyway, um, to create a positive habit, we need to engage in repeated positive behavior. It says, as we all know, it is hard to take on a new behavior and stick to it long enough for it to become natural and automatic. So begin by introducing one tiny beneficial action into your daily life. Do it at the same time every day. So that just reinforces it. And even marking it down on your calendar or asana. So asana is just definitely finally really come into my daily life. We've had it with all of our goals and things in there, but I'm using it with our VA to really get things sorted out now. So exciting, but I digress. So do it at the same time every day, even marking it down in your calendar. See if you can do this action without missing a day for a month. Then re-evaluate. Is this behavior working for you? Does it feel natural yet? If so, move forward by introducing another small action that creates a positive shift in your daily habits. Small repeated steps taken consistently can create positive habits. So I would suggest meditating daily. It is amazing. Makes a huge difference to my life and my mindset. Because even if you think you're going to be positive all the time, you're not necessarily because you might be taking on challenges and think, oh, and you might go down a bit of a spiral, but it just helps you even out, you know, and be grateful for lots of good things that are happening and grateful for challenges, actually, because they help us grow. But also from a financial point of view, if you can collect your data on a weekly basis of your essay properties, or review a report every week, look at it at the end of the month. I think that's going to really benefit your property. So one of my colleagues, she had a property she actually gave back earlier this year, I believe. And she said, if I'd known what the situation was, just, you know, looking at it there and then when she suspected there was a problem, she could have given it back a lot earlier and that's not a mistake it's just the way it is so we just learn from these things and I haven't always been on top of all these things and so just getting those regular habits just really helps you feel confident because also if you haven't assessed all of these things and you don't really know quite how your property portfolio sits how your essay portfolio sits is is it actually working you're always on the back foot and you always have this sort of nagging you know how's it really going you've got money in the bank but well you might not in fact so you know whether you do or you don't that's one sign but it you know you could have one really successful property that's keeping everything going or you could you know have 
several really good ones and one terrible one that's dragging them all down and so until you do this you don't have the picture of what's going on and also you know what rates to charge so oh yes one final thing we're back to using price labs again having had much more a one-to-one negotiation with prices during lockdown and we're back onto price labs now and there's a lot of control in there i'm not an expert by any means with price labs i'm still learning it but there's so much you can do in there or similar there are lots of similar tools like beyond pricing but it does mean that you can really manage you know your minimum stays per property all sorts of things you know the weekends and and uh, the weekdays and and how far ahead you want to block your calendar all of these things are so much easier in price labs than they are just in your channel manager i found so on that note if you've got any questions about how to figure out you know how your property is performing or anything else you want to know do pop your questions into the comments below if you're on facebook and if not do go to our service accommodation secrets uh, facebook group do comment in there if you want to join my whatsapp group then you can comment below and i will send you the link and you can join because there's lots of experience in there actually so lots of experienced operators as well as completely brand new people and everyone's very welcoming so it's a bit of a relief i think now we've got to july and things are kind of calming we're all a bit like what are we going to do? <laughs> Can we go out to restaurants? Can we go to pubs? Is it really fine? Some of my friends, they go out quite a lot, socially distanced and responsibly, but I haven't really been very far, I must say. Anyway, it's a whole new era beginning and it's going to be a good one. So you take care, guys, and I will see you again soon. Sharing the secrets of success.